Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. It is round 15. That's right, the season is flying uh, by plenty on the show today. As I say, hello to the two-time All-Australian, Nathan Gordon-Brown. How are you, Brown? <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Do you like the buy-around? Six player clubs missing this weekend? Yeah, I've got, don't have a problem with it. Rest. All right. Fly okay. away. You? No. Uh, just keep going. Okay. Yeah. How are you, Stevie? Of course, three-time All-Australian, Geelong and GWS kicked four goals in the 2007 Grand Final. How are you, mate? And 11. Yeah, good to be here, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question quickly. Powerball last night, 100 million. I haven't checked my ticket yet, but I'm excited. If you won, if you won Powerball, if you won 100 million, what do you spend it on? Uh, I'd heavily invest in property, so I'd probably buy a $25 million pad in, say, Wangaratta. South Yarra, <laughs> not in Wangaratta, maybe yeah. a, a $15 million holiday house in Noosa, $10 million condo Just in New York. Big, aren't you? And then I'd probably bank the 50, and then I feel as if if I invested the other 50 million in a term deposit, they would probably pay me $2.5 million a year, right. which... I could then allow my friends and family so to the go rest visit. So the rest of the family just get stuffed? They don't no, get they can actually go and stay in New York. They can oh, stay in Noosa. In Noosa. Yeah. And then That's good. They don't get anything, though. Good one, Stevie. <laughs> what would you do, Brownie? Well, I've divvied it up. So yeah. seven and a half to each of the kids, which there's four of them. Then yeah. my parents, Christina's parents, get seven and a half each as well. And then the other siblings, they get about two and a half each, which leaves me with about $60 million yeah. left over. So then again, property and... Um, just a good party, I would have thought. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, um, we all remember the famous pig at full forward incident. Round 18, 1993, the SCG, of course. How could you forget? Sydney versus St Kilda's a game. Tony Lockett wasn't playing in that game, but for 30 years, Brad, instead, we've been, been wondering who was responsible uh, for this. Many people have come yeah, forward. Kept me up at night, Jay. <laughs> over the journey that you have been uh, sort of claiming to be involved, of course. That was Sandy Roberts interviewing a bloke by the name of Buffer in 2021. And then one of your mates, Stevie J, come forward. Craig Nettlebeck in 2022 came forward and said he was responsible. Is one of your mates responsible for releasing the pig full forward? He's more of an acquaintance to me. He's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's a good friend of one of my friends, Paddy Telfer, who used to take the GWS forwards out for dinner quite a lot and yep. go to icebergs. And Craig's come along a couple of times and, and told the story. This is his claim to fame. Well, we here at Sports Betting in the back pocket Brandy determined to get the bottom to the bottom of it, and we have a tell-all explosive interview. You do not want to miss this. Lots of intrigue over what really happened. We really appreciate you sharing your story with us. We know how emotional it must be, um, but why do you feel it's the right time to talk now? Coming up next week, Brandy. I know you've been talking about this a lot. You'd be excited for that. <laughs> 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 is that some sort of sports bet current affair thing? Uh, it's, uh, something investigative work. Is this something that you've put together? No, like, not really, but we're going to find out. investigative journalist We're going to find out whether uh, who released the pig, of course. Right. Was it a Craig Nettlebeck? Was it Poffer? We'll get to it the bottom of it. It has been keeping me up at night, I yes, must admit. I'm sure it has. Okay. Right. This is, we're going to straighten up here. It's time for Are You Sure? <laughs> Right, Brownie, you're first up. This has been a big story uh, all week. Are you sure Essendon <laughs> should replace the bomber in its logo with a red sash? We're losing our way in life. We're losing our way in the Western world, Stevie. When we want to replace a sash because yep. people could be offended by an aeroplane on the front of a jump up, yes. it's idiotic. Okay, you don't like it. Hey, Stevie, are you sure Nick Dacos should still be the Brownlow medal favourite? Yeah, I think he should be, mm -hmm. uh, given the start of his season. But... Um, 
There's been more of an even contribution from Collingwood across the board. I think Toby Green is making a very strong charge to be the Brownlow favourite because every time they win, we talk about it over and over again, he performs well. Started at 500 to 1. I think they were big odds. Hey, Brown, are you sure Carlton has turned the corner? No, I don't think they've turned the corner. They played one good quarter of football against a side that gave nothing on Sunday. So wait and see. Stevie J, are you sure St Kilda has a below average poor midfield group? I wouldn't say they have a poor midfield group, but I'd say they have too many of the same players through there. They've got Crouch, they've got Steele and they've got Ross, who are not A-plus midfielders. They don't have any absolute genuine stars in there right at the moment because Steele is below his best. Uh, Nathan Brown, Isaac Heaney, had a bit of an average year, let's be honest. Are you sure he should be playing permanent midfield? Not permanent midfield, but a 50-50 split. I think he's such a wonderful forward. It's, it's, you don't want to take that talent out of a forward line who can do what he does, but then you need him in the midfield also. They're stacked for midfielders in there, though. But I, I'm, I'm with you. He's had a poor season. He was fantastic last year, but let's hope last year is not his best year because then I would have thought that it's not a wasted career, but it's maybe a bit of a wasted talent. North Melbourne had a big crack at him. Hey, uh, Stevie J, are you sure Jake Riccardi is a good option for Hawthorne? Uh, you wouldn't want to invest too heavily in him until he finds some consistency at AFL level. His best is very good, mm -hmm. but at times he can be a bit of a tease. So let's see how he finishes this season and see what uh, type of money someone might be prepared to pay. Mm, Hawks need some help for there's no doubt about that. Hey, uh, Browning, are you sure the Eagles deserve some sort of priority picks or draft concessions at the end of this season? that have had a uh, shocking year. No, I don't think so. I agree with you there too. Hey, uh, Stevie, uh, are you sure Nat Fife um, should be thrown back into the midfield a bit like Trent Cochin has been at Richmond? Maybe they could give him one last crack. Um, they are a little bit small through their midfield group, so he could be the big body that they need. It certainly reinvigorated Trent Cochin on the weekend. He was outstanding. And Brownie, Cody Waitman, how good was he last weekend? The win over North Melbourne. Are you sure he is approaching Kasai Pickett as the best small forward from that 2019 Super Draft? I tend to agree with that. Yeah, so I think that Cody Waitman's gone from an all-or-nothing player to now a lot more consistent, whereas Pickett is still hit and miss. Pickett is still run past the contest, jump over the pack, um, and I think Cody Waitman's just balanced his game a little bit better. It was sensational last week. Six goals against the Kangaroos. That has been Are You Sure? Yeah, big game coming up. Friday night, St Kilda versus Brisbane. The Saints lost last weekend. Huge test against a genuine premiership heavyweight in the Lions, Stevie. Do you think the Saints have any chance? There's a class difference in that midfield. I give them a genuine chance to win this. In fact, I, I'll have them as favourites for this You're game. You're tipping the Saints. Yeah, I think it'll be a battle of the midfields, but I think Ross is really going to park the bus and try and slow down Brisbane's ball movement. So we'd look at the two midfields. It's going to be Ashcroft, Dunkley and Neil, who's the number one clearance team in the competition, up against Ross, Steele and Crouch. If they can half that battle St Kilda through the middle of the ground, uh, I think that they can find enough scoring power uh, inside their Ford 50, even though that's been an area of concern. Wilkie dropped off a tiny little bit over the last month. Yeah, he's had a couple kicked on him in, in the last month. He's just got to get back to playing on his direct opponent, play on the best Ford, uh, play on Danaher uh, against Brisbane, lock him down, maybe one or two goals, but help chop out in the air a little bit more. You know, I've liked, I've liked Zach Bailey through the midfield. Hasn't had the year he had last no. year, but he's got genuine pace, and it's a different mix in there. So you spoke about Neil, Ashcroft, um, and also Dunkley. I wouldn't call them plotters, but they're not lightning quick. They're very smart 
uses, smart footballers, and then you've got McCluggage who hasn't been playing, but uh, I wouldn't call McCluggage overly quick as well. When Bailey goes through there, I think that could be the key to that Brisbane midfield. Bailey, more time midfield, bit of zip through that midfield and get the ball into those forwards quicker. McKenna important off the halfback flank. If they do lose this, remember Brisbane lost to Hawthorne a couple of weeks ago. If they lose this, you'd put a line through the lines, wouldn't you? Like, they are a little bit better at uh, Marvel. Marvel. They, they they haven't necessarily, there's question marks over how, how well they play the MCG. That's why people uh, believe that they'll struggle come September, but mm -hmm. their record at Marvel is pretty good because they do like... Uh, similar size to the Gabba too. Mm. Yeah, it's similar size and Fast. speed on the footy, yep. Uh, yep. which helps. The Dogs did beat them there earlier this year. Yes, it should be a uh, massive game on Friday night, of course. Right, coming up next, we've got the big award. It's a new award. You. And it gets to that in a second on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet Brownie making some hand signals. Uh, next to me, you must be excited about this next uh, segment, it's our new award, the Sniffer. Little Sniffer. And Steph's going to bring in the trophy now. Have a look at this absolute masterpiece there. We're going to try and find the, per the people um, who are lurking behind the scenes at footy clubs or trainings um, who are just basically sniffing the liniment, yep. Um, yep. as you uh, have identified, uh, Brownie. They want They're, themselves on camera who don't yes. necessarily need to be on camera. Who shouldn't be there. And that is uh, the trophy just there. And you raised Rob Lowe as being someone who'd been lurking. Well, I just remember one from many years ago. So yep. he was in the Collingwood room. So a perfect example is a, a celebrity who comes into town yep. and wants to be on camera and we saw this with Rob Lowe so yep. this is back in the day there's yep. Bucks there's Ed um, yep. and there's Licker and also Rob Lowe good looking yep. man Rob Lowe mm. do you think he knew the words to the song no he uh, didn't no. So. No. now we have uh, found some the first uh, nominee for the Liniment Sniffer uh, Award is, a, is someone called Aussie Man and who? BT caught up with him I think it was in the background of the Brisbane rooms so let's check out this do you just here to take photos? What do you do? Uh, Aussie Man from Aussie Man Reviews. I don't know if you've ever watched watched Aussie Man on YouTube. No, I haven't. No, no I haven't. I haven't watched Aussie Man. BT <laughs> <laughs> no, has no oh, idea who I've he is. I've never heard of Aussie Man. He's a big deal, Stevie J. So that bloke there, Aussie Man, has 5.63 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. He reviews sport, wildlife, other funny uh, 5. videos. 5.6 million. He's a superstar, uh, this that guy. He's a lot of people. Interviews some of the biggest celebrities. Never heard of him. In the world. Nicholas Cage, he's done Russell Crowe, Jack Black. He seemed a bit of I like Nicholas Cage. You like Nicholas Cage? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah face off. He's I don't know who's had more work, you or Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Very good. Stevie. How often do you do go in for a little top-up on the floor? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. All Never right. had anything done. Aussie Man is our first winner of the Liniment Sniffer Award. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So isn't a liniment sniffer someone yeah. who goes out and seeks it? I felt like he was just minding his own business and that. Brian went up and found him. Yeah, might need a little bit of work. We'll keep <laughs> our eyes out for other liniment sniffers. Right, it is time for Stevie A or Stevie Nay. All right, the premiership race is down to three clubs. Yes! Yep, I reckon it's down to Who? Port Adelaide, who's the most informed club in the competition. Yep. I think Melbourne, based on what I've seen against Collingwood, they probably should have won that game by about eight goals. You saw. And Collingwood, who without Dugowie, 
um, we can't write them off. So yep. it's down to three clubs. I can't see anyone outside of those three winning the flag. You're ruling out Brisbane. I'm ruling out Brisbane because I don't think they can win at the MCG. Okay, um, Stevie J, Carlton players should get away for their uh, for their buy this week. Just hit up Qantas.com and just go as far away as, from Melbourne as they or can. Or get loose out the front of Norton's. <laughs> they could probably get loose for one night or two nights. <laughs> but then I reckon... <laughs> one or two. <laughs> but then I reckon they should go on a bit of a team bonding camp, sit around a campfire, have a right. couple of beers Kumbaya. and a bit of on, honest feedback and then yeah. get back to work. Yeah, Understanding campfire. that they've won one game, they get a week off, they can't be celebrating that for a couple of weeks. What happens up in Wangaratta when you lose a couple in a row? Obviously, as happens yet well we yeah we go out and get 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 around a fire have about 25 cans and just uh, <laughs> yeah let each other know where that, each other can improve yeah well spoken mm. uh, ben, <laughs> ben king needs to work on his forward craft yes i watched him very closely on the weekend mm. and he sort of just waited back for the footy to come his way and he was too easily um, engaged and being able to push away from the drop zone of the ball. He needs to work on his movement. As you see, Tom Hawkins, he's constantly moving before the ball comes into his he area. Played on Weedering, yeah? Played on Weedering. Weedering was just able to engage his body, allow um, oh, it stop King from being able to get a run and jump at the ball. Hey, uh, Stevie, did Ben Stokes completely stuff it up on the first day of the uh, first Ashes test by declaring early? No, I don't you think like so. It. I didn't mind it. I think they go a bit, little bit rogue the way they're playing. I think his uh, theory was that if he declared at that time, he might be able to get a couple of late wickets uh, in that session against Australia. They got the couple of wickets. Um, it looks a little bit silly at the they end of the day. They didn't get the two wickets that night, though. Didn't they? No. Well, I didn't stay up until 5 a.m. <laughs> I just looked so at the So did scores. he lose them the test, though, by declaring early? Well, it's hard to say. There's many moments. He dropped a catch, which probably was the most important um, catch of the innings. Which Eight down, you could argue. There's, 20 there's, or 30. Little, there's little mm. moments within a test okay. match. It goes for four or five days. Yeah, the AFL.com.au just had the top 10 Geelong players to have played under Chris Scott's 300th. Is it fair that you were eighth? <laughs> eighth. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Don't lie to me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't lie to me. Well, don't lie to me. Look at the players above Where's me. Boris? I can't really argue. Where's and, Boris? And you know what? I, I, yeah, probably uh, probably lucky that uh, whoever named that list hasn't put Corey Enright in there because he probably should be in the top five somewhere there. Mm. Scarlet, a little bit stiff, <laughs> one of the best defenders of the century. Um, who, who pretty pretty good list though. I'm happy to be in it. Chappie? Where's Chappie? Chappie, not there, and he, I, I hope he doesn't see the show because he'll put a, um, a fist through his TV. <laughs> Is there anyone in that list that's above you that you could quite confidently sit here and go, I should be above them? Not really. I mean, most of those guys have got some pretty good accolades to their name and been champion players. A lot of them played over 300 games. Humbleness maybe, doesn't maybe, suit you maybe on, should, maybe on screen be. because off screen, you're not that humble. <laughs> well, you've got to value the guys that can get the ball in the front half and you kick came goals in all games. and play <laughs> in the big games. <laughs> you're all plays before. You're like, I can't believe <laughs> this. You've list. got to stand up in the big games. Uh -huh. So maybe just a little bit. <laughs> you said you had Jimmy Bartel covered at number <laughs> five. Did. That has he been did. Stevie A. Or Stevie Nay. 
time now to have a look at Fremantle versus Essendon. The dog is under the pump. Uh, Brownie, terrible loss last week to GWS. They come up against an Essendon team. If they can win this, the Bombers, they are surely September bound. Hard to get a handle on the Dockers at the moment, isn't it? You thought they were going to be great at the start of the year. Their one with was their defensive pressure. Mm. And then for four weeks, they were great. Four weeks, you thought the Dockers are back. Here comes the finals charge. And then they serve up a performance like they did last week. I thought they'd beat the Tigers as well at home. They didn't. They've been one of the biggest disappointments of the year, the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, and I'm not sold on Essendon either, to be honest. I mean, you look at their last month, they've won games of footy, so they should be, be uh, carrying a, a bit of confidence. But they've only beaten Carlton, who were out of form. They've beat North Melbourne, who are a lower-ranked team. West Coast Eagles, who uh, are a given. And before that, they beat Richmond by one point when they were out of form. So, you think the score um, the latter fighters? I, I would be worried if I was an Essendon supporter going into this one. They've done extremely well. Mm. But Fremantle, on the back of a very poor performance where they review those type of games heavily, they would have had it. They would have a sting in their tail this week coming back home against a team who I'm not completely sold on. I think this is a statement game for the Bombers. Potentially without a Ruckman, they've got Peter Wright back. I like what they're building. I just think they're ready to explode. And I think they win this game and win it comfortably. Well, he, well, he is the player that can take them into you know, yeah, top four contention if they can continue um, the form that they're going with because he comes back in. He's probably their most important player, to be honest, the way he uh, finished off last season and the way he's come back and been able to um, give them that target up forward. But when he gets his opportunities, he kicks his goals. Well, the Bombers win this. The lid's off. There's been no expectation on Brad Scott's well, men. According to Stevie. What, whatsoever. Just, just not winning great games. Well, I think it's a fair point. Well, again, if they win this one, uh, the question mark will still be there until they beat a top four team. Yeah. I know they beat Melbourne what, what was that probably six or eight weeks ago? It was ago? in Gather Round. Yep. Gather Round. So yep. um, all, all credit to them and Brad Scott's doing a fantastic job from where they've come from mm. but until they beat a top four side um, leading into Great the doubts. back end of the season yeah. I still they have They lost to the Cats as well but they did kick 100 points against the Cats in that loss. Brandy, you didn't have Zach Merritt in your All-Australian mid-season team. Have you made a mistake on that? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think he's got room to improve and be in that All-Australian team. But he's not in it at the moment. Is it We've got Butters, Rosie. Jeez, who are you going to leave out? Petrarca. Petrarca, Oliver. It's going to be an interesting game. Certainly pressure building on Fremantle and the coach, Justin Longley. The defensive system, just not what it was last year. Right, it is time for Would You Rather. We are going to compare two of the best defenders in the competition. All right, this is a segment where we've each got to pick a player, you know, in a uh, in a debate, of course. I think the um, Stinger just told us what we're doing. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> And I'm wondering how you're going to get this up, Stevie J, to be honest, because we're comparing Stevie May and Darcy Moore. Who have you got today? Well, I'm taking Stevie May, and I'm wondering why you say it's going to be hard to get up, because he's already won a premiership, Jay, mm -hmm. uh, versus Darcy Moore. But um, he's been able to do it for a little bit uh, longer than what Darcy Moore has. He's 31 years of age, um, 204 games. He's won the flag, and he's a two-time All-Australian. And we probably expect Darcy Moore to uh, be All-Australian again this year. You look at their statistics here. Yes, uh, Darcy Moore might be a little bit ahead of Stephen May in some of those st statistics, and you're not showing the goals against uh, on this occasion. 
but it's the way Stephen May controls his back line and sets up everyone around him. Um, that's why he has the edge over Darcy Moore. And I know that Nathan actually suggested that Stephen May was the most important player for his club at the start of this season. I did. The other argument is, if I'm going to have a beer with anyone, I'm choosing Stevie May to have a frothy. <laughs> Gets a bit punchy though, hey? apparently. A little bit punchy. Can get a bit punchy. You and Chappie punched on once. More than once. <laughs> uh, I'm clearly taking Darcy Moore. I love Stephen May. Yep. Uh, I'd love to have both these guys on my side. Yep. But I just think Darcy Moore, what he's brought to Collingwood, the leadership he's brought to Collingwood, his intercept possessions, he's got more than Stephen May, gets a lot more of the football. Uh, they're both very good kicks, so Stephen May takes the kickouts. But what Darcy Moore brings to the table, and then on grand final day, if you are down and you are four goals down and Craig McRae needs to roll the dice halfway through the third quarter, you could put Darcy Moore centre-half forward, full forward, and he can still turn the game. Can your boy Stephen May do that? Well, Stephen May played on one leg in a grand final and played pretty well, so um, I'm, I'm pretty happy having him in my back line just patrolling around, organising and doing what he does best. So I think I'll probably get the chocolates in this one, Jay. Eight centimetre hamstring tear I think he played with. Um, Darcy Moore not only in the All-Australian team, Braddy, big chance to be All-Australian captain. I'd like oh. to see Toby Green, the All-Australian captain. It's got to be Toby Green. Mm. Bon and Pally or Toby Green, but if, if, if you ask... 100% of the players in the AFL who they would love to run around, run out behind, yep. I reckon 85% of them would say Toby Green. Toby be in there for sure, just not going to get suspended throughout the rest of this season. That has been Would You Rather. We might have to explain this. what happened with you and Chappie, Stevie, or just a bit of competitive training. Blow ups, yeah, just the competitive juices. We trained like we wanted to play, so it was always a little bit of niggle. And um, and then we had one at my house over a game of billiards once, actually. <laughs> <laughs> really, you two played on the edge, though, yeah? Uh, yeah, both of us were, uh, uh, yeah, open to the odd suspension. Do and you think you drove each other in training yeah, standards? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just wasn't Chappie and I. I mean, there was actually quite a few scuffles over the years between our playing group because we trained at a level that uh, we wanted to play, which mm-hmm. was going to stand up when it, uh, we got to finals. That was Bomber Thompson's philosophy. If you're not having scuffles, I reckon there's issues. It's a problem. Yeah. Who won the box ons between you and Chappie? He'd be, he'd be a goer. Uh, it's like he'd a have a hard I think I got him though. One nil, the other one was probably a draw. <laughs> well, we might have to explore a bit more of that, uh, Brownie. Right, uh, coming up next, we're going to go deep into Melbourne's forward half uh, issues. You've spotted something. We're going to we'll have a look at the demons next on In the Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sports, but I think Stevie J is going to bring out his whiteboard for In the Coach's Office. So we want to talk about uh, Melbourne, and we watched them against Collingwood, and they should have won that game by six or eight goals. But where I think they can really improve is with their attack. They haven't been scoring heavily enough. They've rarely scored over 100 points, which in their premiership year they were able to do. So that goal's 18 against the Pies. And they were inaccurate. So part of the reason why I want to talk about that is because they're not getting the ball deep enough into their forward 50. If you look at this um, scores, you look at their shallow entries. So 23 entries uh, are shallow. They score from 26% of them, but only kick a goal from 4.2% of them. So that shows me that they need to try and get the ball in deeper more often because from their 28 entries, they go deep. They score from 32% of them, but the goal efficiency goes 
to 21.4%. So show the viewers where a shallow entry is. I've got a little whiteboard down here. I wasn't sure if we were gonna use it or not, but. <laughs> oh, Tommy Hafey. Let's yeah. just have a look. So I was watching uh, Melbourne against Collingwood and Melbourne were getting the ball about here yep. and they were kicking it to here, relying on contested possessions or contested marks. Even if you mark that ball from there, to kick a goal from there, the accuracy rate, and that's why they scored so many behinds, um, is a lot less than if they're able to little, take a little one into the 50 to 70 zone. We talk about that being the 50 to 70 zone. And then the next kick goes deep inside 50 and you get a mark in this position. Mm. You're going to score 9 out of 10 from that position on the ground. Plus, you're going to be able to set your defence behind the ball. So if you don't get a crumb, okay, if you don't get a crumb or a mark, you set your defence behind the ball and you try and score off turnover. If you're kicking the ball here, you're never going to get a crumb. And if you mark the ball, very dis difficult shot on ah, goal. Camera's that way, mate. Just sort of right. You got it? Are they kicking it there because they don't have a big, tall target? So there's no Ben Brown at the moment. There's no Tom McDonald. Wiedemann's gone to another football club. Bailey Fritch is their biggest player. Is that why they're not kicking it deep? It, does, it doesn't really matter. You can kick it over to this position. If you can use the ball off the line, which they didn't look for enough, in my opinion, they were happy to blaze away into there. Look off the line. The, the key position players for the opposition are loading up through there, waiting for the long entry. So avoid those key position players, take the little one off the line, go off the line there, even if it's a 1v1 to a small, all right, you're going to be able to at least get the ball to ground. You're right about that handwriting, Steve. It is quite nice. And they've got all uppercase. <laughs> Bit of a scribble there now, isn't it? I wouldn't have a clue what I've just discussed if you were just looking at the end. Very good. Go deeper, uh, the Demons, says Stevie J in the coach's office. Sort of had Mr. Squiggle vibes there for a little bit, Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn it over, turn it over, whatever it was. Hey, Collingwood versus Adelaide. <laughs> Didn't it? Wasn't it a hurry? Oh, hurry up. Hurry that was, up. That was Blackboard. You remember right? that? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Hey, Collingwood versus. Um, hey, keep going. You're going to go over <laughs> the rest of the song. Yeah. Go. Hurry up. Collingwood versus Adelaide. They, uh, remember, the Magpies won very late earlier in the season, got out of jail. The Crows were devastated. It will be a bit of revenge on Adelaide's mind um, this time, Brown. Oh, revenge, but they just want to play good football away from home. The question for Adelaide is, are they flat-track bullies at the moment? Because they're so good at the Adelaide Oval. Do you but think they're flat-track bullies? At the moment, they are. They yeah. have to prove otherwise because they haven't been able to play well away from home. And this is the biggest test. Collingwood at the MCG. And I think Adelaide have got the tools and they've got they've got the weapons to do it. But can they put it together away from home? I'm unconvinced at the moment. I think Collingwood win. Yeah, think? I'm looking forward to this game because I think both teams play the footy, uh, play footy, the way the spectators uh, like to watch. Attacking. So they're both attacking teams. The risk for Adelaide is that if they play that really attacking game, which they have to to try and win, mm -hmm. uh, they open themselves up to being scored against from Collingwood because Collingwood just love that up and back game. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll beat any team in the competition at that. Mm -hmm. uh, let's be honest, Tex Walker's not going to kick 10 goals uh, again this week. <laughs> so um, they're going to have to find other avenues to go. I love the signing of uh, young Rochelle and Rankin. Those yep. two are going to have to stand up and have big days at the MCG where you would hope that they're looking at their future saying, this is a ground we want to play in big games and play well. be a landmark win if Adelaide can get up this. Do you see a bit of Stevie J and Josh Rochelle Browning? Um, more, very more, similar, very, very talented players. Yep. More, um, more Rochelle and Rochelle Stevie J in Rochelle or Rochelle in Stevie J? <laughs> oh, I did. Maybe. Probably, he's, he's do you made... see some of Rochelle 
Odyssey. Who knows? He's a little bit smaller. He's probably a little bit nimbler. He would have grown up watching you kick those freakish goals from the boundary. He's an entertainer exactly like you. you. I see a lot of Stevie James. He is an entertainer and he's an over-celebrator and I love that. Yes. But he does does hail from the Murray Bush Rangers, uh, which is my local team. It all comes up. up. You used to do the finger point for me, didn't you? You're going to claim him as well, eh? You helped along the way. No, no, I'm not claiming him. Just only only Tony Green, Jeremy (laughs) Cameron, Tom Hawkins. Nick Martin's dead. Nick <laughs> Martin, he's come good. Did you have a trademark celebration, Brant? You're trying to remember nah, this. Not really. I, I celebrated a, a draw. Nath, was there a bit of that? It's <laughs> a hand in the air every now and again. All right, hopefully we're celebrating after your punts this weekend. What happened last week with the $100 uh, play, We Brandy? both had a win. Stephen Ooh, went big bang. last week. And as soon as he put this up last week, I thought that is good. So that collected you 530 to bring you back into the black. And I took an easy one, which is about a $2.40 head-to-head for those three clubs. But yep. the kitties looking pretty good. Yeah, in form. What are you thinking this week? Is the confidence up? Well, I've gone for a three-leg multi again this week, but it's a bit bigger. So these are Melbourne to beat Geelong in in Geelong. Yep. Brisbane to beat St Kilda on Friday night. Yes. And Essendon, this is the one, Essendon against Fremantle. Fremantle, the favourite, it's going to net me $7.27. So a return of 627 potentially, if those three get up. Dockers cannot fall over at home against the Bombers without Sam Japer. I'll be nervous about that one, Brandy. What do you think, Stevie? Yeah, well, my punters have backed me in and uh, they are very happy and I'm in the back and and, and I'm not going back. So, (laughs) okay, I'm going with a $3.50 play, the Lizard to get 15 plus, Errol Goulden 20 plus on the big ground over there. Tim Mm -hmm. Kelly always picks up... 20 plus. Chad Warner back home, so he'll want to play well in front of his family and friends, 25 disposals. Um, and I think I had him in there for a goal, so maybe we just need to check this graphic. But uh, Tom Papley, two plus goals. So once we fix this up, this should go to about $6. So make sure if you're looking at home, you add in Chad Warner to kick a goal. As well. You yes. think he's going to do some damage in the forward half. Boys, you've been absolutely outstanding. Uh, well done. Maybe more Mr. Squiggle references and other kids' TV shows. You can bring some bluey to the table next week. Uh, Brownie, thanks for joining us on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sports Bet. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.